My name is Johan, and this is Beholding. I'm taking a long journey endeavoring to find out what God is like using the scriptures as my roadmap, and I'm inviting you to come with me. The podcast is our canvas, and the painting is an ever-expanding portrait of Jesus. So let's pause and take the time to behold him together. The foundation of all true knowledge of God must be a clear mental apprehension of his perfections as revealed in the Holy Scripture. Arthur W. Pink Hello everyone, welcome back to Beholding, another week. I'm Johan and I'm so glad that you joined me again. So like every week, we're going to get all that information out of the way so that by the end of this episode, you can just use that time to connect with the Lord's heart without distractions, just to contemplate what we've read here today. First of all, follow, share the podcast. We're actually on all social medias, so you can find us there. You can find in the show notes or on the website, beholding.ca. Again, if you miss an episode or you just want to read some of the notes or a blog post for each episode, you can go to beholding.ca and find it all there. And occasionally I'll be releasing music. I've written music for every single episode, so I'll be releasing a few songs here and there. And you can find out how to do that in the show notes and on the website, beholding.ca. Hey, and if this is your first time joining us, maybe go to episode one and find out why I'm doing this, a little bit of the story behind it and what we're doing. And episode two is where we're starting off our list with Revelation 1. So a good place to start. Okay, now that that is all out of the way, get out your list and let's get on with our passage. So last week we looked at Revelation 2, 6 to 7. We learn that he is actually passionate about theology, good theology. And there is teaching and theology that he actually hates. That's the word he used, hate. We also learn that there are rewards for overcomers. Now, that's a whole big topic on what it means to overcome. We're not going to do that here. Go do it on your own time. I encourage you to do so. Today, we will be looking at Revelation 2, 8 to 11. And to the angel of the church in Smyrna, write the words of the first and the last who died and came to life. I know your tribulation and your poverty, but you are rich and the slander of those who say that they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not fear what you're about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested. And for 10 days, you will have tribulation. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you a crown of life. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The one who conquers will not be hurt by the second death. Now, I know that sounds really specific for this church, but again, at the end of the verse here, it says, let he who has an ear, let him hear what he says to the churches. So it wasn't meant just for them. Whoever has an ear for what the Lord is speaking to the churches, there are things in here that we can take for ourselves, for our churches. Okay, so number one, he sends angels to give words and often verbatim. 
So these are the words of the first and the last. So he actually sends angels to speak word for word what the Lord has spoken. Number two, we've heard these before. He is the first. And number three, he is the last. Number four, he died and came to life. Number five, he actually addresses his persecuted church. He's giving a message to a persecuted group here and one that will suffer even more. And he addresses them by revealing his transcendence and his suffering unto resurrection. So to sum up number five, to his persecuted bride, he reveals his transcendence, his own suffering unto his resurrection. So number six, he knows and acknowledges tribulation. He doesn't turn a blind eye to it. Number seven, he knows and acknowledges poverty. And this is evident throughout Jesus's life. Number eight, he calls us rich. So though we're living in poverty, he says we are rich. Number nine, he knows and acknowledges when we are slandered. Number 10, he knows everything about the ones that slander his beloved ones. Now that's kind of terrifying. I would not want to be on the other side of being the slanderer of his beloved ones, of his bride. So number 11, he sees the persecution, the tyranny, and the slander as satanic. Now I really want to finish this letter off with verse 10 and 11. And I read 10 and 11, but this list is going to get too long. So we're actually going to stop here. We got another cliffhanger for you. You're going to have to come back next week for verses 10 and 11. So again, when we make this list and you can do this, and I encourage you to do this throughout your week, turn it into prayer. Let it work its way into your prayer life. Turn them into declarations. Speak them out loud over yourself and to the Lord, declaring who he is and declaring the things that he's revealed about himself in scripture. And we're going to do that right on the podcast here and you can keep doing it throughout your week. So here we go. You send help. Angels to give your words of life and your words of wisdom. You are the first. Jesus, you are the last. You are everlasting to everlasting. First and last. Jesus, you came in the flesh. You came and died. And under your own power, you came back to life. You know exactly what to say to your persecuted ones. You bring comfort, and it starts by hearing about who you are, about your resurrection, for you're acquainted with our suffering, Jesus. You see and you acknowledge when we go through tribulation. You don't turn a blind eye to those that are suffering for the gospel. Jesus, you see the poverty. You see the slander. 
You see all the hurt that comes with these things. God, you see the ones slandering, and this is a fearful thing. God, turn their hearts. You are a jealous God and care deeply for how your bride is treated and the abuse of your bride you see as evil, as satanic. God, first of all, thank you that you send help, that you have not left us on our own, that you have given us your words of life and you've given words of life to your persecuted church. You've even sent angels to speak your word. God, thank you that you saw fit to write a letter to the ones that are undergoing persecution. Let it be a beacon of life and hope for those who are going through it now and for us that may go through it in the future. But you also see our trials. God, you see the big trials and you see the small trials, the hurt that we endure day by day. You said you are near to the brokenhearted. You hear and you see and you feel all that we are going through. Thank you that you have a plan to help us through it all and that there's life on the other end of this. God, thank you that you're acquainted with suffering and you see us, you see your bride and you love your bride. Jesus, thank you. Amen. So how do these things make you feel? Are there questions that arise when you hear these things? Have you experienced him in any of these ways in your own life that you know some of these things to be true? These are some questions you can ask in your Bible meditation time. Take the time to ask the Lord about it. And if you want to share what you got, I'd love to hear it as well. Find us at beholding.ca. Thanks for taking this exciting journey with me. We'll talk to you again soon. May God give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Thank you.